we don't know how long we have on this planet. You, you, you know, you could live to be a hundred. You could get hit by a car tomorrow. Don't, don't let your health skimp even as you're building your, building your next, next great company. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have David Karandish of Capacity. David, it's awesome to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for having me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about David so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And David is the founder and CEO of Capacity, an enterprise artificial intelligence SaaS company headquartered in St. Louis, Missouri. Capacity Secure AI narrative native uh, support automation platform helps teams to do their best work. Prior to starting Capacity, David was the CEO of Answers Core, and he and his business par partner, Chris Sims, started the parent company of Answers in 2006 and sold it to a private equity firm in 2014 for north of $900 million. David sits on the board of Varsity Tutors, an on-demand, real-time learning platform in the ed tech space, Create-A-Loop, a computer science education nonprofit tackling the digital divide by teaching kids to code, and Prepare.ai, a nonprofit providing educational resources and strategic guidance about artificial intelligence to individuals, communities, and companies. David lives in St. Louis with his wife, Erin, and four kids. And when not working, he enjoys spending time with his family playing ukulele. David, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Let's do it. Uh, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I, I know I read your bio. I wanted to hear a little bit more on what I call your CEO story. We'll let you get started with your business. Yeah, so we started Capacity in January of 2017, and the whole genesis of the company was that uh, I saw a, a, the convergence of a bunch of different factors happening. We had the rise of artificial intelligence, where um, I think that the Christmas before, the, the top item uh, sold wasn't a, a phone or a laptop or a, some kind of video game. It was Amazon's Alexa, and so I had this thought, what if we could bring an Alexa-like experience into the workplace where you had a digital assistant of some sort that you could ask your question to, get an instant response back, and then go from there? Pretty quickly realized that we weren't quite ready to all start talking to our computers just yet. And so we uh, launched our version of Capacity, uh, initially focused in chat, where you could put Capacity on your customer-facing website, or you could put capacity within your intranet or Slack or Microsoft Teams uh, instance for your internal team. Uh, our mission is to help teams go do their best work. And the way that we go about executing that mission is that uh, we want to automate the support function of your organization. So that means uh, answering as many questions as we can, automating as many tasks as possible, and then uh, creating a seamless experience for any of the, the human work in the middle. Nice. I absolutely, you know, love and appreciate that, especially the vision that you have, but also understanding, because I think, and you definitely correct me if you find this same experience, that timing has a lot to do with executing on something. So you also want to have that vision, but you also want to understand what will um, have the legs so that people can take to it. And then you can start to, to transition from there. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the hard parts about being in cutting edge technology is getting the timing right. Uh, so, you know, I'm a very, very, very bullish on VR as an example, long-term. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't think VR in the short term outside of gaming is going to have a very big impact over the next five years. Conversely, people have been talking about AI for years and years and years. And right about the time that we got involved, uh, the market is starting to tip where this is no longer some theoretical type of software that uh, is used to help people beat Street Fighter. This is like applicable technology uh, that you can go apply to the way that you work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes um, people don't realize how they're already using AI, as you mentioned, smart speakers in ways like that and Siri and things like that are already incorporated into their lives. So having it and taking it a step further and being able to, to have it so that people can get the answers and whatever they're asking for, you know, as you as you mentioned and said so well. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. And so um, I wanted to, to hear a little bit more on how you serve the clients. You talk, I know you talked a little bit about it. Could you drill down a little bit deeper and let us know how you serve your clients, how exactly it works for uh, those businesses and organizations? Yeah, so I think the folks at Greylock uh, put out a pretty interesting uh, diagram of how the modern tech stack works. So the way that they would, they would come describe it is that you have three layers. You've got your system of record. So think of that like your, your CRM, your help desk, cloud drive, your ERP, all of these big databases in the sky. All these companies have moved their, uh, their on-premise and their legacy systems of record to the cloud and lots of big companies and vendors have popped up for each of those. However, people realize that these systems of record are really terrible systems of engagement. Uh, these databases are great for storing data, but they're, they're not great for accessing it. So if you've got the system of record layer at the bottom, up at the top, you've got the system of engagement layer where you've got websites, mobile apps, and now increasingly conversational experiences that are providing that engagement layer on top of that system of record. Now, newer to the stack, I would argue in the last five to 10 years is the middle layer of what they would call the system of intelligence. So think of that as the, as the platform that sits between your system of engagement and your system of record uh, to help you access information across your stack. So you think about uh, something like an onboarding experience. You might need to pull a document from your cloud drive. You might need to schedule a meeting on your calendar and you might need to uh, say file a ticket with your help desk all within one process. So if you've got your system of record, system of engagement, system of intelligence in the middle. If we map that framework back to what we're doing at capacity, maps very well to our, our three major product lines. Uh, we have our uh, AI-powered bot, uh, connects to your knowledge base. Think of that as your system of engagement. Uh, you can ask it however many questions you'd like. We get currently around an 84% match rate. So uh, industry standard, we, we would put us up against any bot out there uh, on the planet. On the other end though, we also provide a system of record, both in terms of your help desk for managing the tickets and, and queue of work that your team has, as well as your cloud drive. So you can upload documents and, and actually ask questions into those documents and, and answer them. But in the middle layer, we have our workflows uh, part of the platform. That's where we are automating the, the key processes that you do day in and day out. So knowledge base and chat at the top, help desk and cloud drive in the, on the base, and the workflows in the middle. Uh, so that's what we end up providing to our clients, a full stack solution for automating your support. 
Nice. I absolutely love that. And I've always looked at, um, and I don't know if you feel the exact same way that, you know, having that ability to automate those tasks, automate those things, questions that people are asking um, or, or processes that you're going through, it allows you to be more present and to me, do the things that can't be automated as well. And you get to spend more time there, be more impactful and greater at that because those things that don't necessarily need to be done on a regular basis are automated and allows you to kind of build and grow and execute your company to a better level. You think about how many times a day we get interrupted. Uh, it's just a constant stream of pings and texts and emails and taps on the shoulder and tickets. And, uh, you know, it's funny, we, we, we kind of lump what we're doing under the help, rest, help desk umbrella. But one of the things that's, uh, that's interesting about our approach is that to, to my knowledge, we are the only help desk out there where we started with the bot and the automation and we added the help desk on top. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has started with the help desk and then they tried to automate it. And so we are the first uh, kind of bot first or automation first approach to building out a, a modern help desk software suite. Nice. And, and do you feel that is like what I would call like your secret sauce? It could be for you personally as well, too. But do you feel is that ability to have the AI as a foundation, have the technology as a foundation, and then find out ways in which to solve those problems, so to speak, as you mentioned, help desk or questions or knowledge base that you might have internal? Do you feel like having that foundation sets you apart? Yeah, we, we believe that by starting with the AI, we have a competitive advantage because we don't we don't need to conform to previous uh, patterns of understanding of what you do if you didn't have an automation automation at the front of your of your uh, of your help desk. And so, as an example, uh, one of the first things that we built into the help desk was the ability to map the unanswered question back to the knowledge base itself. So the next time somebody asks that question, the AI has learned it. It's part of part of what's going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that we do is. The, the training of the, uh, of the AI itself is intricately tied with the help desk. And so the two like talk with each other and go back and forth uh, day in and day out. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I have two very seemingly boring, but life transforming hacks that I'll I'll throw out there. Uh, The first one is one I started just this year at at the face of the pandemic. And that's an old ancient practice called walking. Every morning I get up and the first thing I do uh, is I go for a three mile walk. It's not a run, not trying to race someone. I'm not trying to chase someone. I, I just taking the stillness of the morning. I use it as a time, uh, I'll use about 30 minutes to kind of pray and walk as I go. And I'll use another 30 minutes to listen to a podcast or whatever I'm, uh, you know, whatever I'm interested in. It's just a great way of starting your day uh, centered and, and uh, focused on what, what you need to go do. Uh, I do recommend getting pro- uh, winter appropriate gear. So whether it's uh, good boots or a nice set of gloves or a, I have a little balaclava I wear on, which is great for the pandemic, but I also look like I'm trying to break into someone's house. So <laughs> get the appropriate gear, uh, but, but walking is, is definitely something that's transformed my last year. Also helped me uh, get in shape as well. And then the other thing I, I try to do, well, I work a lot of hours, I work nights, I work uh, well, you know, parts of the weekend, is I always try to take a 24 hour kind of email and work Sabbath. So from Saturday afternoon 
Sunday afternoon. If there's a fire, you can call me, but I'm not on Slack. I'm not on email. I'm not checking. I turn um, corrective messages off on my phone. And so uh, it just gives me time to, to take a break, to spend time with my family and recharge. I can tell you that there's a, such a difference in my energy level uh, doing that week in and week out from, um, from the, the two times I don't. And so um, now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It could be related to AI or technology, or it might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. If I were going to jump in my DeLorean and go back in time and talk to my younger <laughs> business self, I, I, I would tell myself that not to wait on prioritizing your health. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So David, what does being a CEO mean to you? Yeah, I, I think there are a few different things. Um, I think being a CEO means I get an opportunity to lead a team toward achieving goals that they never thought possible, uh, both personal goals and professional goals. Awesome. 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 Well, David, truly appreciate that definition again. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get out of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Yeah. So I'm just to, just to recap, uh, you know, we're building out the support automation platform. We can work with large uh, multinational organizations all the way down to startups who just want to do better customer support on their websites. Uh, if you want to check us out, go to capacity.com. Uh, if you ever have any questions, email me, David, at capacity.com. Happy to help. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I appreciate you again, David. We will have the links and information in the show notes. Uh, but thank you so much for, you know, you know building um, this awesome business and having AI at the forefront and remind us of how important it is and ever um, present in our lives. So I, I definitely appreciate you again, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.